0: What do you got there?
1: Cigars, would you like one?
0: No, cigar. No, a cigar is a cigarette without any manners. <laughs> an Englishman said that. It, Churchill? No, I don't know which one. I just assume it must have been. Of course it's an Englishman. Because it's witty and... It's it an erudite and exactly. swift. Exactly. <laughs> what, do you think an American would come up with that? You'd, no you'd be you, bludgeoned
1: with it by you, an american i
0: believe the english race was created just to give us americans something to quote from
1: <laughs> that's our whole function is to give exactly. you a, sort of a, a backstory
0: yes you're a, a lexicon with a with a nice green <laughs> thank you very much so um, so you're cutting a cigar yeah now you can also use that for circumcision you know I, I ha- actually botched one
1: before I came in. I thought I'd trim the foreskin out of respect for your country. I know it's preferred <laughs> here. Not that I imagined that our fallacies would necessarily be involved in the conversation, but I gave it a trim, and
0: it's not been a complete success, and I'll level with you. Is that the correct plural of phallus? Falli, you reckon? Well, I mean, when you say fallacies, it sounds like fallacies, the word so like... Fallacies. Are you saying it, that your penis is a fraud? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, uh, yeah. I fallacy. guess you'd be saying that our penis is a
1: fraud. It's certainly taken me in some peculiar directions. I bet
0: you your penis has seen some things. Yeah. I mean, what? You're, why are you wincing? It's something to be proud of. You're, you're one of the few like, rock star comedians. Did you, you know? see me that way? I still see you. Look how you're dressed, like how you look. You played a rock star twice in movies, I think, right? Greek. That's right. And, and you married a rock star and you just, and you were on heroin. I mean, you're a rock star, <laughs> you know, and you have the look. You have the look. When it, you say it like you that, you can't buy that. It sounds fantastic. If you could buy it, I would have
1: done it by now. The thing is, uh, Bill, is that whilst that sounds like a tremendous set of experiences, I was, of course, there while they were happening.
0: <laughs> they were mostly rather bleak. In all honesty, I find that hard to believe. I, people say that all the time when they describe this life that the rest of us could only dream of, you know, with the women, the drugs, and the guns and adulation, the partying, and I'm like, why can't you people just enjoy this? I feel I certainly
1: would. Possibly, there's a difference between Epicureanism, oh. hedonism, and what I think I have, which is addiction. And I suppose addiction means that you're trying to remedy a spiritual or possibly from a secular perspective, psychic condition through sort of external means. And rather than, oh, I'm a joyous, piratical sort of sex buccaneer, for me, I was just on like a kind of, (laughs) I'm unhappy.
0: And also I'm I'm like a... By the way, sex buccaneer mm -hmm. is, is the greatest name for a band. Yeah, If you ever start one.
1: And if you ever wanted to make a portmanteau out of those, fuckaneer seems fuck-a-n-ear. so
0: available. Right. Portmanteau, another great word. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm sorry you didn't have a better time having a better time <laughs> yeah. than the rest of us. Look, Look actually, I'm not
1: seeking uh, any, any sympathy from it. I'm just sort of remarking, Bill, that like when I hear my life described, I think, oh, my God, that sounds so cool, and indeed was everything I aspired to. As a young man, trying, I think, to somehow mitigate feelings of unease and emptiness, probably in common with many comics and entertainers. And when I did it, it just did not work and has left me one of the few areas where I imagine we are somewhat at odds, uh, only with a kind of spirituality as my last
0: remaining um, option. Why do we have to drag all this depressing psychological stuff into it when it just would be great to get a lot of drugs and pussy. I don't understand why we have to overthink it and complicate it, and it's just like when is I was... that really your position? It is... <laughs> and I will stand by it. I'm a one-issue candidate on drugs, <laughs> d- drugs and pussy and not overthinking it. I mean, not not pussy, but like, you know... Yes. I mean, just a rock star sex. I mean, is there a man a, alive who doesn't, um, you know, at some point in his youth aspire to that? There certainly wasn't when I was 13 years old. What would you be if you could have anything? A rock star. Uh, the girls throw themselves at you. Just that, just that. Just girls throw themselves at you. You had me. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely
1: and certainly it's what i aspire to but even in your description of it it was an adolescent fantasy and the problem with adolescent fantasy is is that you grow up i grew up and i found myself inhabiting something that didn't endure for me like um, you s- well. described me as an idealist and i am an idealist and I feel like what is uh, uh, idealism, I suppose, is the the suggest that there's a a telos, that there's an object that I'm moving towards. And for me, that's a sort of a, I don't know, is it self-actualization? Is it redemption? Is it love? Is it to live a worthwhile life? I mean, what are all of the principles that we're discussing when we're having a conversation around politics? What's undergirding it if we don't have... Any ideals? I mean, if it is just the sort of sort of brutal pragmatism of who gets what, you know. I and mean, I know those, those sort of highly consequential com- conversations. But surely, whether or not you believe in God or if you believe in America or whatever values you hold, we're, we're sort of saying there's something we're aspiring to. There's some meaning. So, to, so to, to just wrap up what I feel about the hedonism is, I now n- now know that what I sought out. Was the fantasy of a boy, and it doesn't work. It didn't work. Not to say that they were, it didn't they work for playing. you.
0: It worked splendidly for Rod Stewart. So, <laughs> so you know, <laughs> let's not let's not lump. We we're all different people, and and from you know, again, I'm sort of being facetious about this, but the idea that because you went to this different model of marriage and children, whatever that is that people mm. do. That means you <laughs> grew up and I didn't. I must reject that because, again, I think you're projecting. I, I, it's not that I haven't grown up. Of course I've grown up and I'm just as mature as some other immature people <laughs> in lots of ways. But, no, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm immature because I never wanted to go into that model, which I have seen fail so much more than I have seen it work. And and so like, do I feel the need to like spawn to to be labelled a grown up? I don't. I'm not suggesting that the only route to maturation
1: is to. Have a family, or to procreate, or even enter into sort of social norms around matrimony. I'm, I'm not suggesting that at all. The, the distinction I'm making is that for me, when I lived hedonistically, it didn't work, and I, I recognise right. that is different. I recognise I'm talking particularly as, a, as, a, as an addict. But actually. can I ask
0: you, in percentage wise, like what percentage didn't work? Certainly, there must have been a little percentage that was fun. And then there was like, like a hangover. It's like, if you ask me after I've had too much to drink when I have a hangover, would you trade? No, I would, I would love to trade. Yes, I would love to go back to last night and not be drinking. I would give that fun up because this is just too painful, but I didn't see it coming that bad. Is it like that? Or where was, there was no joy in Mudville? There was no joy uh, before the pain? They, a common trope around addiction is it
1: was fun then it was fun with consequences then it was consequences and no and uh, for me it was quite concentrated even now as i've i 20 years i'm 20 years clean from substance misuse really? now drinking drugs and still now i can feel in me the uh, palette of emotions and yearning that leads to overuse for example of substances it was so clear mm. that what it was in me was a sort of a psychic or spiritual yearning yeah. a sense that this is not enough the world you know and i'm talking now about the world i inhabited as a right. boy as a child like, this isn't going to fulfill me i need something else i need what well, is it values is it community is it connection is it meaning purpose what is it and and i feel denied that the one thing that concerns me i suppose about the secular framing of the ideological sphere is that once you extract a sort of a shared purpose that for me has to have a, a, a sort of a, a, if not a sprinkling of the divine, it's, it's actually a, a divine crucible. Unless they like, what is pleasure alluding to? That's what I'm saying, I suppose. Like when I'm like, sort of, if you're in love with someone or if you're making love with someone, or if you're high, what is it that you're touching? What is this
0: ulterior what, thing? So, I mean, who said art for art self? Was it Oscar Wilde? Why, why I mean, isn't that the same thing as pleasure for pleasure self? Why does that allude to anything? It is the end. Sometimes the journey is over. Some people, I think, just like to stay on the road. I like to be home. And home is like, if you, you know, are not every day is happy, of course, but a day when you're like feeling good, you have things to look forward to, you feel like you're, Doing something useful, and uh, you also have pleasure in your life, excitement with other people, and conversation, sex. I I, I don't I I don't like I don't want to go further. Like, like yeah. that, that's an, like as long as I'm on Earth now. Maybe we don't know. Maybe in the next world, if there is one, um, there is some other dimension. But on this Earth, I'm not going to get to that dimension. Or or you say you can through meditation and and just. That kind I think of some people
1: kind of cannot live without that dimension. I wonder, even taking something as um, broad yet particular as the opioid crisis in your country, well, that it can't—we can't allow it to be lost on us—that there's a significant proportion f- of the, the population that are in so much pain that they need yes. to obliviate it somehow. What is the source of this pain? Now, when you say pleasure, you know, it needn't lead anywhere. We're, from an evolutionary perspective, we are aware that it is entirely perfunctory. We're aware that eating food feels good in order to uh, mandate that behavior, that sex feels good in order to encourage that behavior. So there is at least facility in him. I wonder sometimes. I ponder the unanswerable. I wonder what is the function of pleasure. And as someone that has, I suppose, right. gotten myself into, I uh, want to say, it's not worked for me very well. You know, and, and that is the distinction. We're obviously diff, different men. And like, I, well, I, one of the things i have been blessed with is I'm pretty non-judgmental, actually, about the way other people live. I don't sort. It's not that like I don't
0: care, but right. I recognise I don't know. No, very No, you're much. just passionate about what you believe. Yeah. And and we are different in the sense that. You said it like you ponder the unponderable. I go, well, that's not ponderable. I'm not, not <laughs> going to ponder it. Can't ponder Why am that? I wasting my time Try pondering to ponder when I could be partying? <laughs> this you is know? wasteful pondering. Um, no, I feel like you know. Was it Freud who said you know? It's based this work and love. Those are the two things that we have and. I I don't go much beyond that like that spiritual dimension I don't you know I'm you mentioned Larry Charles before and religious and religious is a not a mean-spirited movie at all that's why I think it did pretty good because people didn't see it as an attack on religion they just said you know here's here's the reality of this and we're not hating on anybody but it says it the the message of the movie is I I say I'm I'm from the church of? I don't know. I'm not definitive about there is not a God. Who the fuck knows? I can't answer the questions that are unanswerable. The difference to me with a, between a religious person and a non-religious person is we both admit there's these questions. I don't make up stories to answer them because I know there's are stories that are made up. So like, can I tell you how the universe began? I cannot, and neither can you. So when you give me your story. I'm just saying, I, did, it, I know people with a faith think that that makes them sound some sort of so sublime. And all I'm thinking is, well, plainly you heard this story and now you're repeating it. And that's really all there is to it. And those things that are beyond us to know while we're on earth, I just feel like, why, why masochistically torture yourself trying to figure something that you can't in this life? It's like, I, I picture somebody who's there's, there's a wall they're standing in front of and they feel like, if I could just get a little higher, I could get there and look over the wall. when They don't realize the wall is a million miles high. Mm. They're not even close to doing that. And yet they're thinking, if I could just see a little more, you can't. Mm. So, you know, I think that makes it easy to be not a troubled soul. Yeah. Because I don't have one. That's
1: pretty great. <laughs> I mean, I really admire that. <laughs> and I, I t- certainly agree but when we contrast what is known with what is unknown, we have to accept that we are dealing with a negligible amount of data. Even with the wonders of cosmology and the quantum world, the little that we understand amounts to zero.
0: I suppose
1: my... You need to learn something. Can
0: I have that circumcision thing? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I thought you'd never ask.
0: (laughs) Do me for your penis? (laughs) No, for my cigar. They always put a big fucking thing on the end of it are these clove cigarettes is that what that is as a clove exactly. cigarette? exactly so a simple I, I clove you, cigarette
1: a simple man enjoying a clove cigarette in I his
0: say it every week clubhouse I, I do not know what they're putting in these clubs but because is it is it having fantastic. a positive effect it's so fantastic yeah it's been 20 years for you huh mate yeah
1: 20 years and you
0: never uh you never one just one day out of the blue you never just go Boy, it would be good to just smoke one joint and be hot. You know, just just pot. I mean, you know, that's a pretty benign. You must have had some good times on pot before it all went sour. Well, I do actually remember feeling quite. I don't know where I put my suit. i would like Mary
1: Poppins, eh? Rooting around in my little carpet bag um, <laughs> for my circumcision on, device. You didn't leave it
0: on your dick, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I lost my I lost my nerve
1: halfway through.
0: Um, like. But you are circumcised, right? No, actually not. No? Like a lot of English people, we... Really?
1: I'm uh, very unwilling to
0: give so up gr- any,
1: any part of that <laughs> aspect. I'm clinging on to every
0: millimeter. But it's so gross. I always said it looks like something that lives in the ocean. <laughs> so so you didn't
1: we, don't you enjoy well the thing is you're denying yourself variety because when you retain the foreskin there's times where it entirely retracts and retreats there's other times where it pops out to say hello you see like a glimpse of it <laughs> yeah it, it gives you it's a surprise every time i look at my underpants it's okay. i who i'm tra- gonna meet <laughs> yeah.
0: sorry about this It's just yeah. messing now, with your like, it's, because it's not you've that. asked
1: for it and i'm i like to help people
0: yeah, I mean, we just—I love the it's, it's opportunity okay. to help. I live to help. This is—it's hysterical. Sorry about that, this. The, no, no. I think it's a, a delightful version of this show. <laughs> Not that this is really a show, but it's on a very special episode. Russell Brand searches endlessly. It's sort of a metaphor for what we were talking about. Right. You, you're a searcher.
1: I'm a seeker. I won't you, stop seeking. Is,
0: exactly. Isn't that interesting, the way that happened? Do you think that's some kind of cosmic? Yeah. You do? I do. I think that continually we're hey, being granted. What kind of show do you think? <laughs> what kind of you seem so confident, Bill. What, 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 what? kind of Show? Do you think this is all of the Epicureanism? Oh. This guy lives for the pleasure. <laughs> oh fuck it! I'm in. <laughs> well, I've never had a guy blow me, but if I had to have one. You, I'd, I'd pick you that's a really very lovely compliment and i'm gonna be watching out for your media <laughs> appearances to see if you make
1: good on this pledge but you'll, <laughs> that you'll forget and move on
0: how often do you come to, to come to america or if i was in a bar do you come to america often Ooh, infrequently um no not frequently not no not
1: these days uh, i've not been for a while because i don't know if you noticed purpose? there was a there was a a pandemic you quite know, recently. Oh, right. it slowed people down. It affected but you still travel. like us, don't you? I love America. I've got a green card, as a matter of fact. So oh, really? Does that mean I am American? I wish.
0: I like, Do you know it's bothered me? No, no, I love that it thing. that you... Uh, you know what? I always say ah, yes, when you're, you're a sports it. fan... I found it. You have <laughs> found <laughs> the it. Is it Mule? Oh.
1: I don't know. What's the uh, Moil. Moil. That's the name of the people that do circumcision yes, in the yes. Judaic
0: faith. And do you know something? Want to hear something gross? Of course.
1: <laughs> that's why I came, Bill. I'm surprised I've heard anything else.
0: Okay, so sometimes the moil gives the baby herpes. Oh, that's not right, is it? But, that can't well, be. Is, is well, that's part of the ceremony. Not, Sorry, they should do that. It's definitely not right. But because, like, th- this has happened many times, like, because they have herpes and then they bite, there's a part of it where they bite. bite. The penis or or something where the penis goes in the mouth, and you know i 'm all for uh people doing whatever they want I mean again, when I preached against religion it's I've, I was certainly was never saying, well you shouldn't be able to no of course, you could think any crazy shit you want, but when it bleeds into bleeding yeah. <laughs> and, and and child abuse, you know you i mean I would even say it's child abuse that uh when they seek the, the Buddhist, you know, the supposedly the, we're not religious, we're, we're better than you actual religious people, we're more spiritual, <laughs> okay. And yet when the, when the Lama dies, they snatch a child who they have divined to be the reincarnation of the recently dead Lama. And I've seen a documentary on this. And the mother is weeping, of course, because they're taking her two-year-old away. And the child is weeping because he's being separated from his mother, And he has to go to some, you know, monastery where they... Because he's the reincarnated Lama, And we're going to examine his poop or whatever they do to, you know...
1: (laughs) (laughs) On what amounts to, (laughs) let's face it, a hunch. (laughs) Of a hunch? (laughs) (laughs) This is a Dalai
0: Lama. A hunch at best. (laughs) First of all, I mean, you have to believe in reincarnation. Now, maybe you do. Do you?
1: I mean, what I feel like is that it, once we start to frame the unknowable within the ordinary using quotidian language to right. describe the right. ephemeral, wow. we're in danger of saying stuff that's kind of stupid. And yet we need ceremony, and yet we need ritual. I just say would say that if the ritual does involve biting off a baby's dick (laughs) or snatching a child from its mother. You'd be absolutely sure there's no other motive.
0: (laughs) You'd want to be
1: sure about that.
0: Yes, because, well, I mean, well said, because religion certainly is known as the biggest pussy scam ever. I mean, everybody's got one. Cops will pull over a pretty girl. And, you know, that's a big thing with cops and girl. I don't know any pretty girl who doesn't have a story about a cop who tried to fuck them? Pull the hey, you need a ride? Or you know, you need an escort? Whatever their, their shit is. Everybody's got a scam, and but boy, religion, their scam is a lot of it is. Uh, I'm the prophet, and God told me to fuck all the chicks in the compound. Yeah, does it, so like yeah, and also they're not and, and the Catholics some, with the little boys.
1: That's right. They're not particular about the genitalia. Like they're sort of equal opportunities. Uh, you're right about that. A, a, many a good cult has been oh, ruined. I'm going to cut off my finger. Do, do, yeah. I, I
0: don't, do you hold Do you hold it there? Do you want me to help with this? Because I don't want to look at Show me how you... Uh, <laughs> how operate this thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, what are we taking because off? We're look, taking off the okay. top end of oh, that. Yes. Like that. It's like a guillotine. Right. Vive la France. Like that. Bloody aristocracy holding us back. Robespierre, that and crew, oh. just like that.
0: And what is this thing called, this... I don't know.
1: I guess isn't it still going to be called Uh, a cigar car? uh, Like you know, in your country for a cigar car, in mine. How about a mini
0: moil? A mini moil. What do I do? Or (laughs) herpes not included? Or a portable moil? Yeah, portable moil. I mean, it's a a mini moil. Yeah, I like that. Hey, let's go into business. Automoil, mini Let's go into business. We brainstormed a few <laughs> names. We've gone. We've gone with mini moil. Let's go. I'm going to use this. It's called a scissors. I don't know well, what. you have got that. all of that stuff. You got a lot of I, uh, you paraphernalia.
1: I bill. always say,
0: if you live long enough, you do everything. And now I can say I used a mini moil, mm-hmm. and I have no desire to use it again. I'll stick with the scissors. Someone asked me recently if I wasn't a comedian, political talk show host, or a podcaster, what business would I start? I don't know, maybe open an animal rescue shelter, or a dog-friendly strip club, or are weed trucks legal yet? Whether you're starting a new business or growing one, if you want it to be successful, you need the most talented people on your team. That's where ZipRecruiter comes in. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash random. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology finds highly qualified candidates for a wide range of roles. If you see someone you like who'd be perfect for your job, ZipRecruiter lets you send them a personal invite so they're more likely to apply. And they use all kinds of keywords to entice the right candidates. You've heard of quiet quitting? This is more like loud hiring. Let ZipRecruiter fill all your roles with the right candidates. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself. Go to the exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash random. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash random. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Did you know HBO Max had podcasts? Now go even deeper inside your favorite shows with audio companions to some of the most groundbreaking and award-winning shows on television. Succession is an original series from HBO and it's back for a fourth season. Every week you can join journalist and host Kara Swisher as she unpacks real-world events that echo the saga unfolding on screen. Guests include top journalists, writers, psychologists, as well as some of the people involved in making the TV show stream succession on hbo max and check out hbo succession podcast on hbo max and wherever you get your podcasts
1: now you were talking about reincarnation you were talking about, oh, about yeah. a, 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 a lot of the sort of more rococo aspects of Buddhism <laughs> that that word rococo <laughs> <laughs> yes so, yeah, because it is Love quite it. austere and stringent, and we're not saying that there's a God necessarily and all of this stuff, but we are, yeah, following a, 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 a flume of smoke, a <laughs> plume of smoke to a divine <laughs> whether or not this child was a llama. And I wouldn't disparage anybody's uh, religion, it's, it, it does, it's unbecoming. No. But uh, I. I, I I suppose. Yeah. I suppose what my spiritual beliefs amount to is a kind of benign intent towards one another, and the potential for an ulterior realm, i.e., that all apparent separateness emerged at some point from unity, and that is underwritten by the most rudimentary explanation of the Big Bang. All of the matter and phenomena was held within a you know what, subatomic. What do
0: you think about the Big Bang?
1: As Terence McKenna says, give us one free miracle and we'll explain the rest. You know, like what precedes this? I mean, it's glorious and obviously demonstrable for, as but well. I mean, the movement of matter, but uh, it doesn't solve a lot. Of, it doesn't solve the problem of the Tuesday before the
0: Big Bang. Is of course, but all, I mean also, and I look people who I really think are way smarter than me. I know they are about this subject, which I am very limited in astrophysics. Okay, that's just not my area. Let's get into this. I know, the, I know the basics, but just the real basics. But, you know, I, I, sub, I fully believe Neil deGrasse Tyson knows this stuff on a level that I cannot understand. So I really, uh, my point is, as someone who's not religious i'm also just taking this on faith because when you go into what the big bang is mm. that everything in the universe fit into something yeah. that as as it could fit into your minimoil
1: that's right we could snip that maybe that's right. what
0: caused it and let's go into how what what is fitting into something the size of a quarter okay imagine the earth being so compacted that it could fit into a quarter. Now, if I just said the whole Earth could fit in, you'd be like, that is so ridiculous. Okay, now let's add all the other planets and our sun and say they could fit in there. Oh, wow, now you're really stretching it. Okay, but it's not just our planets (laughs) and our sun. It's all the planets and all the suns. So we're talking about trillions of stars, maybe trillions of galaxies, certainly hundreds of billions of galaxies, all fitting in something that small. Now, that does sound as ridiculous as God said to his Mm -hmm. child, son, (laughs) I'm going to uh, go send you down to Earth, and I've knocked up this Palestinian woman. She's going to have you, and then you're going to die and come back to life. Now, I don't believe that happened. But the other one about the Big Bang is almost as silly unless you're an astrophysicist.
1: Similarly, they require a curtailing of inquiry at some point you have to stop investigating or you go, well, that doesn't make sense. What all reality, what is the nature of consciousness? How does consciousness emerge from biochemical processes? Why has Newtonian physics fallen apart in the quantum realm? Everything that we understood to be real. Why is matter mostly space? And what I'm saying is that in the end, through brinkmanship, you find yourself at the point of miracle. And the reason that I, I embraced spirituality is because it suggests a sense of Ethics. Not that I know many great right. atheists, and right. uh, you know both comics like Ricky Gervais and yes. Brian Cox, and like you know my, my country and stuff, um, and and. We mostly agree, be moral, love one another, be of service, all of those things. And so why focus on the the points of distinction, really, when you agree on what appear to be the most fundamental aspects of it? But but for me, uh, the idea that what we are honouring is non-separateness, the glory of diversity and individuality, the kind of the sort of ever-expanding, fractal nature of our reality, all of this wonder, all of this awe, and somehow... Is, is, is it relevant to the way we organize our systems of, of power or not? What are we going to do? Because once you extract the possibility of unity, once you extract the possibility that love has some value, some resonance and, then perhaps is, and is perhaps, in fact, the felt experience of oneness, are you pouring out about knowing what it is?
0: I, I I want to get <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Continue. I'm listening to what you're saying. I want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you're in. No, no. Is that urine? Tell me. Finish this thought. It's just yes. I forgot that this was the uh, soda. I said, sub- right. all right. Then, as long as you stopped, I'd like oh. to make this point about. It. I feel like when religion is ethical, it's coincidental. I'm not saying it's not religion can't be, but it stumbles upon it like almost um, haphazardly. The Bible, I mean, the Ten Commandments, most of them have nothing to do with what we would call ethics or morality. The f- top four are just about God being jealous. Actually, uh, well, here I would differ. I've really?
1: I've got an interesting perspective once on the was- Ten Commandments. If, if you consider them instead of edicts, you know, And I know that the name commandment suggests this. Uh, <laughs> I've just commanded that you do that. <laughs> but if you ignore that, and like, what, how I like to look at it is, uh, if you consider when you are enlightened, you will not steal, you will not kill. And as for the point of uh, worship no other gods than me... All of us engage in idolatry. What I believe the point that is being made is if you do not find God, if you do not find your own God, which could be love, which could be America, which could be nature, which could be abundant and limitless things. If you do not find that, then everything is potentially God. Your lust suddenly is God. Your desire for entertainment is your God. Greed is your God. You shall worship no other gods than me. And this God is uh, mm. See, sub, submission for me, Bill, is not just about supplication so that I mean, you can be organized into a lovely little yeah. flock. It's about if you, it's the first system that you need to conquer is the self. The self. The, if okay, I can't I, overcome my ego, then I, I will live. That is
0: my God. I, That's I, how I take I, it. I get that. You're Do right. You be... I... <laughs> Do you? This <laughs> is quite, quite complicated. What is that? that? Your new American char- <laughs> uh-huh. no, character? No, this is my new you're, American you're, you're, you're... character. But uh, you're being very charitable to the author of the Ten Commandments who lived in the Bronze Age and did not have your flowery interpretation. It's nice that you can... uh, put that on it i mean yes that's that's a lovely way to interpret it it's not what he meant what well, he meant is there's a man in the sky
1: and, it's difficult isn't it for us to discern what as it tra- as it went through aramaic to greek to king james version they just version. didn't
0: think like that back then they were they they didn't know what germs or atoms were I'm, they were scared they believed in god's in a very real w- i've studied the bible i took a course on it at cornell the bible they the, they they definitely were not making a they this was not metaphorical; it was not. I it's think okay. that you will,
1: I think that if you look at that book as literal, then I feel that its value is limited. And I think most articles of faith bear the inflection of the culture f- that they were produced by necessarily and understandably. But what I would say about my Obviously, limited understanding of hermeneutics is that people appear in the in the desert faiths to be aspiring to some kind of Unity. Now, I know there's some stuff in there that's very, like, that's somewhat at odds with our uh, our modern take on reality. But I also would pull you up on, you know, this is only a couple of thousand years ago. Ten thousand years ago, we were basically the same pre-agriculturally. For hundreds yes. of thousands of years, we lived in l- little tribal societies yes. organized around manageable relationships. Our nearest ancestors, the, pri- I mean, like uh, the, the primates, when they hit communities of 70, 80, they split. And I feel there's so much to be learned from the, Values that preceded civilization as we understood it, particularly in a time like this of fracture and nihilism. So, I'm not dismissive of any of that documentation, not least because these, how do these myths survive? Who do they serve? Now, you can make somewhat cynical yeah. arguments about like Protestantism yeah, succeeded in Northern Europe because it deified w- the work ethic. So, it was like a, a good way of getting people into the grind, useful for agriculture, useful even when the Industrial Revolution but t- took place. But But just because of of utility, I don't feel that we can be dismissive of it. And also, Bill, the the challenge that is left for me is once we exclude the spiritual path, we are left with post-enlightenment rationalism. And what that seems to lead to is the reverence for the individual, Celebration only of the the primal urges and the primal right. desires I mean, and, yeah. and and that which can right. be measured and,
0: and right and believing excessively in spirituality and things of a beyond the realm of earth mode leads to flying planes into buildings and lots of other horrible things. But, but don't you think there's a counter argument to all of that? That really those things are about dominion and, ter- and yes, territory. Saying, and not, you know, once you once you let the balloon off the ground, once you take all, off those blocks and and let your Mind just go completely free up in the air with nothing to tether it, then it's very easy to go from, I love my God, to, you know, you have a different God, I really should kill you.
1: But because is this not how, true in the post-Westphalian treaty age of nation? I love my nation, so therefore I don't like your nation. I mean, it, it, what is the distinction between a religious ideology and nationalistic well, ideology when, when it comes to the boots on the ground and for, the drones in the sky? You know, we're killing you rationally at a distance. Sorry about that wedding we bombed. You know
0: what and, and they're. You are going to bring in the Treaty of Westphalia. <laughs> which the I Treaty of Westphalia is on the table, Bill. I believe it was 1640. 48. I believe it was that. that and end, I believe it was 12 minutes before five. I believe it followed the defenstration of Prague, where they threw him out the window, where we get the word defenstration.
1: Out the window. Out you go. And it's,
0: it's that word has now come back into vogue, not yeah. just because Putin does it literally, but it's a word that people use when they're talking about someone being cancelled. He was defenstrated, which is great because it's from French, the fenatre window. Mm. So to, to throw it's someone out of A bit of language. It's a, yeah. But I want to know, who is this guy Hermeneutics? <laughs>
1: no, I, no, I, that's I, old school, but man. But I don't know that word. Hermeneutics means a, a literary set of uh, books around a particular faith. The hermeneutics, this, the canon, the canon of a particular religious set of like ideals. Like the Koran
0: plus the... Uh, there's new, they, Islamic
1: not, hermeneutics, Christian hermeneutics, right. the set of documents that underwrite
0: a particular faith. Have you studied these like like in their original? I mean, you seem so no. learned on this. You must read a lot. No, well, I, I try. Yeah, I try to read, but this is um. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's what a third grader says. Of course try. you do. No, but but all of the squiggles. Like how many? How much do you say? Would you read a day? And do you read books, like actual books? Because that's gone out of style. Um, but i'm gonna stick up for books
1: yeah 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 i do i do and i sort of have a i suppose what i have like most autodidacts is sort of shallow knowledge in a variety of areas i've not been educated so i cocktail party knowledge would you say that's what i've got except that's what i feel like i have except for when i've had to legitimize my solipsism there I have studied. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like when it comes to why am um, I like this? Why do I feel this way? Right.
0: What have other people exactly. felt like? Don't, and don't you think that politics is an extension, usually just of a personality we're born with? I feel like yeah. being, I mean, you were arguing with John on the show and, like, it's so funny that people, they have a lot of trouble, like... Um, you know, following your politics because it doesn't follow the neatly cleaved divisions that we're in. Yeah, like you'll you'll go after MSNBC, uh, and it's it's not because you're a fan of Fox News. No, no. I mean, it's it's kind of like to the left of that. So, or it's not in anywhere that you could say, oh, that's left or right. It's just how you see it. I feel like I do this exact same thing. And people, they don't like it when someone doesn't have a team or a lot of people don't. The people who do like it, they like us a lot, but a lot of people just can't get there because we don't have a team and you can't predict what our take on something is going to be. That's right. And that is, you know, I know it sounds like we're clapping ourselves on the back, but I mean, it's also just true. That is so lacking. I think it's been great what you've done, having the chats with the
1: people on the conventional right. If we're not going to have these conversations, what the hell's going to
0: happen? These people are not self-deporting. What? It's half the country. <laughs> you have to talk. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, the, when you look at the internet and all that kind of shit, it's always this, uh, we own them, or we're going to own them. Or like somebody said, did something that they don't, is not stupid or not up to par. Oh, they got owned. They got destroyed. It's like all this language that keys people up to think that they can, that, that the answer to the the Thing when you don't agree with somebody, and I, you know, there's all these people I don't agree with. Of course, is to destroy them. Yes. Uh, especially when you know, I'm 67 years old, like their big thing is with. If they don't like something I say. It's just they they don't attack the argument itself. It's just you're old, as if that's an argument. It's like yeah, exactly. That's why I know some shit, and you're making a dumb argument, <laughs> or not even finding an argument. Uh, I will say, even on this point that
1: when we're talking about anthropology and how societies might organise, how families and tribes might organise, the annihilation of the category of the elder is in mm. error. When you're chatting to exactly. Bernie Sanders on the show, I'm thinking these yes. guys, they've been around longer than me. They know stuff I don't know. I, 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 I've asked a array of things, and now maybe I will learn something if I shut up for a minute. Perhaps you noticed I talked a little less in that moment. i like, what... And I, I have regard and reverence for that. And both as part of a, um, because of my personal practice of how, how I might learn more and how I ought treat people, but also because in other areas where it, it might be easier to enter into conflagration and conflict, I feel that it's vital. Like I saw the other day after the release of the Capitol Hill, Jan 6 stuff to Fox News and in particular Tucker Carlson in a, a British newspaper, The Guardian, like he said, like I'm just, I'm just reading it, I can't imagine what led me to do it and I, I regret that I did. Uh, and it sort of said like, um, you know, he, he, they released documents, uh, you know, Kevin McCarthy to the far right, TV presenter, <laughs> far right. I mean, like, you know, it used to be like even in your like country, like that, you know, you'd have people in your family that are Republican and Libertarian, and people that are lefties and whatever, right. and we'd all just crack on and chat at exactly. Thanksgiving. Not like like far right. I think if far right, that means that that's a haircut, that's boots. Right. You know, you can't like just be far right because you're a traditional conservative well, person. Did,
0: I don't know if you saw this, but when the Italian Prime Minister Maloney was elected, uh-huh. okay, so we never really. got got to it on Arsha. I wanted to I guess we ran out of time but like the the papers were like they were apoplectic fascism has come back to yeah and they uh could not stand this and like my position was I don't follow Italian politics that much I've read some of her statements it doesn't sound like fascism to me it sounds like things that we've heard people in this country on the right you know it's a lot about we need to like not forget our roots and traditional stuff like family and you know I understand why there's a backlash to some of the shit that's going on it, it wasn't particularly it, I'm a, it was like I'm a mother and I'm proud to be a mother okay yeah. it's not a, it's not fighting words <laughs> so and also I wanted to make the point because they kept saying well she her party has fascist roots so did the Democrats they were the party of slavery okay and Jim Crow the Democrat then they outgrew it so to like to put that on her her, that you know the the roots yes all our parties have roots we we all grow from from corrupt places and now she's i see she's invited to the white house and again i don't know i don't know who this broad is i'm not defending her i'm just saying the 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 immediate like hair trigger, oh my God, the world has ended, Italy has elected a fascist. It's just the kind of thing that makes me go, I don't trust you in the media. I just don't trust you. Mm. There's some mm. truth in that, but it's your narrative. I think they call it uh, something like, uh, I don't know, some kind of journalism now where it's like advocacy journalism where it's like, we're not even trying We're not even proposing that we're neutral on this and just going to tell you what happened Mm -hmm. and give you the facts. We're going to inject our advocacy into the front page where we used to reserve it for the opinion page.
1: Bill... I feel that the terrifying truth might be that the liberal establishment has been co-opted by the very interests that in the Bush-Cheney era we understood to be Republican. It's been co-opted by military-industrial complex interests. It's been co-opted by pharmaceutical interests. It's been co-opted by financial interests. And they are simply unable to have the conversation about why there is not a political party that represents the interests of ordinary Americans. When Bernie Sanders was saying on your show that it's like who who is the affiliate party of ordinary working Americans now, like more people say the Republicans, a comparable thing has happened in our country. It seems that there's been a sort of a professionalization, if I dare offer such a term, of both the media class and punditry and politics more generally. And there's a kind of distaste for working people. I was trying to get out with the Brexit argument. They don't like ordinary people. And the only way to mask that is I think by rightly honouring important issues around identity and excluded gr- cultural groups. Those are conversations that need to be had and I think they know that those conversations need to be had but I think they're only willing to have those conversations because they recognise that you cannot bring to the table anymore an agenda that will affect the interests of the powerful. Like he said, like, like he said, they were bought out by the same financial interests that we'd conventionally associate no, with them. And we've seen it in the advocacy for war that you can't talk about peace, you can't talk about diplomacy, that you have to vilify and Reduce every
0: narrative that Zelensky is a hero and Putin is a monster. <laughs> He's like, this well,
1: is, uh, That's not the world that
0: I live in. Thank well, you. Wait a second. Zelensky is a hero and Putin is a monster.
1: Well, the Panama Papers suggested (laughs) that Zelensky, like a lot of Ukrainian politicians, has some interesting business dealings. And and that he rejected the Minsk agreement. And there was a Uh, peace deal on the table, and the West lobbied Zelensky not to take that peace deal. So said the former uh, Israeli prime minister. Because his
0: country got invaded illegally. I mean, you know, I, I, I can't... I don't know why you're...
1: Well I would say bill because of the ever since the fall of the Berlin Wall there's been encroachment on former Soviet territory that there was a NATO inspired coup in 2014 and that there are significant profits being made it's the same in a sense look I would offer this I'd feel a lot more comfortable Wait, whose about the coup in 2014 the the 2014 coup in Ukraine that was Crimea. backed
0: by US interests why would we back a coup that gave Crimea to Putin they the, lost Crimea in 2014, Ukraine.
1: The ongoing, agi- the, I think, right? Bill, to, to say that this, is, that this is a humanitarian war that is, as an inadvertent side effect created all this opportunity for profit in, for the military-industrial complex is as naive as suggesting that the pharmaceutical industry would keep good on their pledge to not profit from the pandemic. I'm not entering into the territory. No. Like, geopolitics is bloody complicated, Putin is clearly a former KGB hardcore dictator-style yes. politician, but like I, I think that when we extract American, you, the American unipolar agenda, the idea that there can be a global hegemony that America do that want America want to destabilize Russia. Like I think if you, if you extract if you don't include that in the conversation, that what you get is a limited we conversation. D- we, we don't
0: want to destabilize Russia. We want to we were hoping after the Berlin Wall fell and then two years later, Russia, uh, the Soviet Union fell. We were hoping Russia would uh, become, um, you know, one of the the nations of the world that joined the family of Western democracies. There was no reason why they couldn't have democracy. They sort of gave it a go. But it was, you know, obviously the past was so corrupted that the future was not going to be. Uh, untainted either. And then we did make mistakes. I would agree with this, which you probably I, i'm I'm thinking in the direction you're going in. I don't think we should have uh, kept rolling NATO. first of all, why NATO if there's no Soviet Union? Yeah, like I'm not saying we should have necessarily disbanded NATO, but instead of getting more, oh, strong NATO, more countries, it should have been like, okay, we were saying that the Cold War is over. So why do we need an organization that's against you? Yeah. That was a terrible message to send. Yeah. And I think that set things off. It, it may have gone to shit anyway. I mean, Russia is a tough place. And the people, you know, have been brutalized by communism, which is horrible for the soul, not to mention the pocketbook. But... Um, yeah, go ahead. Bill,
1: can I give you a bunch of facts because, oh, like, boy. like, like you, then you can riff on them because I'd love to see your yeah. take on these facts well, that come from our content on our show, like that you know our research g- gleaned from some yeah. great uh, journalists and it's mostly okay to say this kind of meta journalism. Right. We accumulate facts. We don't use anything that's not been endorsed in mainstream media. Let me get, hit you up with some of this stuff and because I genuinely want to hear your take, but let me give you the whole thing as an overview and then you can as. Bill Maher, because let's face it, no one else can do this. (laughs) Knock yourself out. Okay, so former Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett said recently a Russia-Ukraine peace deal was blocked by Western powers. We know that Boris Johnson visited Ukraine and counseled Zelensky against taking the peace deal that's on the table. That's just one thing. Let me hit you with all this stuff. Zelensky has vowed to retake Crimea, but Russia said that's the red line that will spark nuclear war. We know that, all right? Republican Senate leader Mitch McConnell said in December 2022, the most basic reasons for continuing to help Ukraine degrade and defeat the Russian invaders are cold, hard, practical American interests. And then I'll just widen this out a little. The Pentagon spent $14 trillion after 9-11. 55% of it went to for-profit defense contractors. The average American taxpayer contributed $2,000 to the military last year. More than 900 of that went to corporate military contractors. At least 15 politicians who shape U.S. defense policy have investments in military contractors. Military contractors split their checks more or less evenly between Democrat and Republican candidates last year. And Biden appointed a Black Rock, a former Black Rock MD to the cabinet, okay. in particular to sort out okay. this, the post-Ukrainian reconstruction.
0: Okay, I, uh, stop. These, I, are I, all, these are good facts, Bill. These are facts, possibly. I don't, have, I don't have a fact checker here. I don't doubt any... You're not going to need one. Wait, wait, I... I but that's, it's so far from the point. I, I mean, I feel no. like your antenna for conspiracy theories, oh. I mean, you have a good antenna, and then sometimes uh, it does not serve you well. Because, like, even if all this stuff is true, yeah. it's just more complicated than that. It, both things can be true. It can be something that is a worthy endeavor to stop Russia from invading a, another country. Uh, and And... It also could be the case. It is the case, of course. People in the defense industry are looking to to keep having reasons to make weapons and so forth. There are people who absolutely have a vested interest in war. Those are what your facts are saying. It doesn't mean, even if all that is true, and I would agree, there are people of a vested interest in war. That doesn't mean, logically, it doesn't mean that every war is because of that. I would Wars offer can also be for another reason. And then these people go on to that. No, no, That's called a... the shock doctrine. When you take advantage, yes. when you take advantage yes. of a crisis, yes. it's going on. But it also could be the case that the war is a valiant endeavor.
1: I, 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 I'm to a not, point. I'm not excluding I, that. Not until they bomb
0: Ukraine to nothing. I mean, yeah. there, it's a very valid question I, now to ask. Um,
1: what I'm saying is, do you think it's a coincidence that the mainstream media only reports on one aspect of of this conflict? It only gives you one narrative. I'm not like I am obviously not in a look at my glittery trousers. I'm not in an opinion (laughs) position to offer a definitive opinion on this. But what I will say is that sometimes when you talk about my antenna, right, this is what I think is like either. This war in Ukraine is motivated by a genuine and legitimate need to okay. rightly and correctly support Ukrainian people who are under attack and suffering because of a war. Because I've, when I've been looking at life, I notice how often humanitarianism is the motivation of the military-industrial complex. So they are always like, who can we help now? Who can we help now? And wouldn't it be great if we had a system It's like, oh, just to make sure that there is no other, uh, no other motivation, there can be no profit extracted <laughs> from this conflict, that you know the, 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 the <laughs> aid offered will not end up in Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, B.A.E.C.s. Wouldn't that be right. a beautiful system? Okay. Like, so as long as that right. is one of the possible I, reasons, yes, I th- I isn't fe- it the most likely I
0: f- I, reason? I f- well, again, I f- now I feel I'm like... I'm not saying...
1: I'm talking about complexity. I feel like now we're just
0: making... we Like, you've uh, made your point, and right. I've made mine, and now I feel like we're repeating ourselves, because, like, I'm just going to say again... And I, I, it sounds like you didn't hear me. Like both things can be true. It's just no, not, you everything, said earlier, not everything like has to it be a and
1: Zelensky is a hero. And I'm like, well, hang on. What about this shit? Cause do you think like how, uh, how and, long and do you, you think Zelensky is going to get support I'm saying, if you, he's you, interested to converge to be, with the MIC?
0: Throwing your hands together like, oh, on the one hand, yeah, Putin is a, a murderer who pushes people out of windows and starts wars and and all these crimes against humanity. And this guy has some shady business dealings. He's Ukrainian. He was born with a shady business dealing. I mean, that's what the country was known for before this. But OK, let's not. Uh, we'll what, we'll I, park I, it. I, what? We'll park that. Park, park that. it. Yeah, we, we made We're our point. We're
1: actually going to do shots. So
0: I'm well, I'm no, there, no, i no, I just want to know, does that look like more than a shot? That, I have said that's a generous shot. That's, but it's a shot glass, so why are they, yeah, what else can why it are be? they trying to get me drunk? I'm just going to have a little. But I, I, I suddenly realized, I was trying to think, it was in my mind, why, what is his accent that I, it amuses me so much? It just, your accent is exactly the accent that Eric Idle uses in Monty Python when he's playing the dumb guy. Boy! <laughs> Which one? Like, like a Reg, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like in what did the, the
1: Romans ever do? Like, uh, Well, or, I mean, I love you, you. Really? even though there's an insult in that.
0: No, well, I'll say <laughs> that I'm, it's more no, like... No, it's, it's, it's a it's compliment in, because, because the, it's the it. contrast of how bright you are with, <laughs> r- with that character who is not. This, but you sound alike.
1: It's because I'm from Essex, which is the New Jersey of my country. This is the, the, the dirty but little you know secret I've across the Atlantic with. But you know what I'm talking
0: about? That voice that he does?
1: Uh, yeah, of course I do. But what I would say I would offer you as a, a Monty Python aficionado and devotee is be. it's more like Holy Grail, where it's like, oh, come and witness the oppression of the system with Michael <laughs> Paley. And like, oh, look at how they're oppressing me. Who made you king? I didn't vote for you. We're an anarcho-syndicalist. That's, uh, that's
0: I mean, so sort of close to me. that movie. Yeah, they're great. You could watch it every year like The Wizard of Oz. It's, yeah. just, it's just, first of all, so funny. Yeah. Like, just funny, funny. Yeah. And then the points they were making, they're, they're so prescient. There's, there's, a, there's one where he, remember, he's, he wants to be a woman? I yeah. want to be known as Loretta, Reg. <laughs> What's the point in fighting for your right to have babies when
1: he can't have babies? Where's right. the
0: beat going to just, like? you're going to keep it in a box? I mean, that's like something someone could have written for a sketch last year because of all that kind of stuff that's going on. This is, I suppose, why
1: my true... Ideology. my true religion is comedy. Because this the, the ability to continually refer to isn't this bloody ridiculous. None of us know anything. Right. We're all putting on a show, for God's sake. Exactly. Trying, it's, a, it's a mess. <laughs> my life's a mess. I don't know how to cope with my own life. I don't know how you're going to solve the conflict in right. Ukraine. I right. don't know what you're going to do about the right. influence of corporations on American government. I don't know. The truth well, is, I don't know. And it's bloody ridiculous. And, you know, like having recourse... And I think this is why we are seeing... Do you agree? The emergence of uh, comedic commentary in the political space. I suppose maybe it began with you, John Stewart, that kind of stuff. Oh, you know, and yeah, maybe even yeah. before you, oh, like yes.
0: Carlin, well, kicks. And what's different? Yes. I mean, there was always some of that. What's different is that what I uh, w- was doing when I, we started was something that they said could never work, which is having the host also render an opinion. The other guys yeah. like Johnny Carson yeah. never did that. It was yeah. like, no, you'll alienate half the audience. And my theory was, no, they, they can like you if they, dis- if they don't agree with you. In the 30 years since I started, that's almost completely switched. Yeah. Because now to survive like in a late night American talk show, you have to just be preaching to that liberal audience, which is, you know, mostly what I would agree with too. But it's like, it's so indoctrinated and it's so like, all We all have agreed that this is the premise, like Maloney's a fascist. That's a perfect example. We all read it in the New York Times, and now that's what, we're or somebody read it for us yeah. <laughs> and told us, and now we the, the Italians are taken over by the fascists. And, like, no attempt to, like, look under the surface or far, a, a differing point of view or just... and. So just stuff that will make people clap in the audience because this is what my team believes. This is, you know, ivermectin is horse medicine or whatever it is. You know, I think you brought that up today. And like, that was a really good example. I mean, they absolutely did like, just it's ivermectin, it's a drug. It's not a politician. How you could like, the way they in this country, like can just just knee-jerkingly take a very, obstinate side of an issue that's just that what are you talking about either it works or it doesn't doctors prescribe it to humans it's not it's maybe it helps and maybe it doesn't maybe like some drugs it helps some people and not others well it's in, that to me is just the most insane thing that this becomes like you you are a witch because you believe in it or you are you know a genius i, I it's it's not that the Dramatic. book that I found most helpful on this
1: subject has, was written by a former CIA analyst called Martin Gurry. He wrote a book called *The Revolt of the Public*. He had a apolitical role within the CIA. That's how he describes it as a data analyst. Uh, he oh. says that in two thousand in two thousand and one, this is presumably a fact, as much information was published, uh, published that year as in all human history up to that point. And in 2002, because, because really? of the ad- advent of the internet, oh, yeah, of course. and then in 2002, the amount of information doubled again. And then every year since, the amount of information published has doubled. He said that when you looked at it on a, a, on a graph, it looked like a tidal wave and it had the kind of impact that mm-hmm. a tidal wave will have. Information is being generated and created. You can't generate a central narrative and not have it challenged in the same way that you could 50 years ago. Now, mm. a, a single journalist or individual with a phone can create content that can be seen by millions and millions of people. As soon as a narrative emerges, there's a counter-narrative. There's a <laughs> counterpoint, you know, like our discussion there about Ukraine. Again, I'm not like, you know, these are not nailed on facts for me. These are discussion points that ought to be included in the mix when you're talking about something as, as potentially, uh, in century, as nuclear Armageddon. You want to make sure that you've considered all right. of the facts and that you have a media that isn't so beholden to centralized interests. Right that it's not including all the other facts. He said, Martin Gurry, that what he, you know, he says, uh, that he goes, I believe in liberal democracy. That's what I believe in. This guy is not a radical. But what he's saying is, is that we, we said we saw it first with Napster, then the Arab Spring, then the Occupy movement, that the potential for disruption became so uh, became some sort of ravenous and potent that they had a choice to make. Either we're going to have to alter the way that power operates, or accept that there are numerous publics, num- numerous spheres, numerous perspectives, that people hold very dearly or we're going to have to double down on authoritarianism. How is it that the Democrat Party, the shrine of liberalism, social liberalism, open-mindedness, investigation, became the party of authoritarianism? The argument... And of course, Bernie Sanders made all the well, economic arguments, but he says more broadly and, well, uh, and, and beyond these politi- the distinctions between exactly. the two parties is you now have to double down. And it ta- even taking in your late-night talk show thing is like... That's over now. They've got their audience. The Republican right have got their audience. The Democrat left have got their audience. Play to your audience. Count the money. The model's changed.
0: For for proper perspective, I hope you would concede that the greatest threat that come out of America as far as falling into authoritarianism came from Trump claiming that he did not lose an election he plainly lost and getting a giant chunk of his party to go along with that. That is the threat to authoritarianism Other threats do exist, including some from the left. They are not nearly on that level. I may say,
1: don't you think it's a greater threat that whoever wins an election, the changes, as we discussed on your show, are not going to be significant enough for most people? But that's the real threat. The real the, threat the, is, you know, the reason that the, most of the lobbying Look, money is split 50-50 is because they're perfectly fine with either party getting in.
0: I, I've been hearing this for, for, I don't know, since I was a teenager. Right. What, no, and I haven't told you yet. <laughs> no, I've been hearing, let me tell you first. <laughs> don't, don't jump your cue. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've been hearing since I was a kid that, why, why don't people get in the streets? Things are so horrible. And it's like, I finally realized, because for like probably a majority, but certainly a great preponderance of people in America, life just isn't this unremitting nightmare. And so, yes, do as a liberal, do I believe for the people who life is a nightmare, we should constantly be working harder to make it so it's not for them? Yes, I do. Am I willing to give a big chunk of my money, and I do, to alleviate that misery, that we're all kind of in this together, and it's not, not just not cool if some people are really suffering. Yes, I do, but the reason why Bernie's Bernie's don't get elected, and there isn't people in the streets all the time, is because most people, it's like, on a very basic level, they get it that. Ugh maybe america is actually still better than most places we could be and i'm not really doing that bad no one's actually starving we have lots of problems and there are homeless on the streets and lots of shit but you know i get up every day i fucking do what i want i have material goods the toilets work yes it's a mess in a lot of ways but you know Am I going in the streets? No, I've got a meeting tomorrow for for something for my business because this is still a country where I can start a business and and like I can reinvent myself. That's a lot of what people like about America. Is that face you're giving me because of the smoke, or are you uh, because of what I'm saying? <laughs> I guess it's what I'm saying. It's because it's, it's not such that. a bad <laughs> face you have. It was like it was like a. It was like a. I smell a fart face. It was just <laughs> awful. And especially, I'm so right. No, it's because <laughs> uh, like I
1: think
0: it's because
1: of despondency and despair and a kind of uh, yes. castration of the spirit. That's what I think is, is that people, by and large, don't believe. I, 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 and I think that the phenomena of Trump could be regarded differently. I'm not talking about the, sort of the contested elections because my personal perspective is it doesn't actually m- matter who gets in for a significant number of people. And I'm sure you're right when you're talking about like the professional class or coastal folk or most people that uh, enjoy the <laughs> affluence that I've been afforded over my well, lucky little life. But I, I also believe that hmm, I read a good book uh, by a man called Mark Fisher, God rest his soul, though he was an atheist and won't thank me for saying that he wrote a book called Capitalist Realism. He said that what ha- he, he believes that the great triumph of capitalism has been that we can no longer envisage a system beyond it. He said famously, it's easier to imagine the end of the world than the end of capitalism. People aren't even willing to imagine that there's a possi- there's the possibility because of divorcing corporate and state interests. Because
0: capitalism works. I'm not talking for about- a great deal of people. That's why it's popular. It's the, working less the, and less though. The same way, like, stereo became popular. Like, we could have stuck oh, with oh, mono, but we were like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> this is actually better. It kind of works. It, does it lose something? I guess that's why they keep putting albums back out in mono, and I'm like, I don't know. Why don't you just put them back on on 78s? For fuck's sake, why are we going backwards? <laughs> or the kids, they like vinyl. Like, you know, I have my old vinyl. It's like, please. Uh, Enjoy listening to shitty-sounding records that are scratchy.
1: I would say, in a way, people are on the streets. People have been on the streets, not in enormous numbers, protesting like for uh, an end to current conflicts. The Black Lives Matter protests, and obviously the movements uh, around That's Donald me- Trump and the movements around masks and the trucker protests and all of the agricultural protests well, in Germany and Sri Lanka and Holland. All around the world, people are protesting. Do you know and a pro- lot of
0: people who have been in, at protests or in the streets? because I don't know anybody. (laughs) I mean, it's just like, it's just like people were sympathetic, maybe it's because I'm older and my people my age don't get, go out and do, and do anything, let alone go to the fucking street. I don't go to a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Even that's too no, much when, bother. When, it's it's ama- amazing how ageist this country is. But, but
1: what, what I mean to say is that there, there are significant protest movements, but I think what there is is a, a clear lack of a real vision that probably since Clinton and Blair onwards, no one is suggesting anything other than the management of decline kind of intimate bureaucracies where we biometrically measure and manage our own health. No one's saying we could do something fantastic with America. Rhetorically, of course, great claims are made by either side, but no one's suggesting that we could reorganize society. No one's anticipating what the AI revolution is about to behold, the loss of jobs, the despair, the despondency, and that is likely to engender. And we were sort of seeing a return to feudalism. In that beautiful film, uh, The House I Live In, uh, the great writer, of that show, The Wire, said, um, you know, when it comes to the opioid crisis and the addiction crisis in your country, he said, why don't we just admit that in a post-manufacturing America, we've got no need for 20% of the population. They're redundant now. They're defunct. We can lose them. And sometimes I think it comes down to simple demographics, that this nation can carry a good many deeply dissatisfied and unhappy people, and by God, it looks like it is. Because this ain't nothing, all of this conflagration that's going on in this country, mostly uh, it's seemingly housed around the culture war, where I think they're quite happy for people people to quibble and quarrel and roar but, because ultimately that doesn't affect the interests of the kind of uh, the, the elite establishment interests that I'm interested in addressing and that Bernie has tried to address. And I would offer you this because it seems as a result uh, uh, during the conversations that I have had with some like former Democrat Party uh, presidential candidates that that party almost consciously, deliberately but, and explicitly decided they would rather have Trump win than win themselves with Bernie. Uh, I'd like to put that to you because that for me, if that okay, is true, I, I that's true answer
0: that but i will answer it in first in this way could, could can i just take this conversation same topic but a little more toward the pedestrian diurnal i mean i know you intellectuals you know it's, what do you, it's, mean you it's, intellectuals
1: it's, i just told you i'm from the new jersey of England. i know but, you, I may but, be but, you, but you do think you
0: do think like an intellectual i mean it's it's, it's uh because that's exactly what i'm saying like Let's go Let's go to daily life and see if daily life matches with your theory of life. Because, like, as you go through your day... Now, maybe I live in a charmed world. Of course you
1: do. Of course I do.
0: I don't think I live <laughs> in such a charmed world where I go to an office, you know, I see people who work, they're not all like... Uh, making giant salaries <laughs> one person at that show is i'm not gonna say who <laughs> but this planet hbo is very generous it's a good job but it's just a job we all do it i have to say i'm the same as them like oh there are days like oh god i don't want to i'm i'm tired but i got to keep working and we work we all do our best and and i don't think they're unhappy and then if i go out and get coffee somewhere and Uh, You know, even a waiter or, like, even the guy who's, like, the valet guy, they don't seem miserable. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to... They, like, you know, they're living their life. Like, when I was in my 20s, I was poor. It was... I got it. Like, you know, I'm working my way up, and uh, there is opportunity, and there's stumbles along the way, and and there's lots of problems, and we should keep working on them. But it's like, I don't know if it's going to get better by being massively uh, rewriting human nature, which is impossible, or the way the world is constructed. I think people are selfish. I think you have to always factor that in. Anytime you're developing any kind of economic system, people are selfish, and they will go toward what makes their life better, hopefully not at the cost of somebody too much, but sometimes... You know, you believe in enlightened self-interest,
1: uh, 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 but uh, also I don't figure you for a misanthrope. I, uh, you don't. I don't feel that at the heart of your beliefs, these people no. are bad. Because at, at the core of my ideology is uh, a. not even a begrudging, but an optimistic love of humanity. And uh, my belief, Bill, is that if we enshrine, elevate, celebrate, and possibly even legislate the higher principles (laughs) about (laughs) nature, compassion, Uh, kindness, service, unity, a willingness to sacrifice. And this is where it does get personal because I have to ask myself, what are you willing to give up, Russell Brand, in order to live in a fairer world? And I'm not just talking about taxation because, by the way, affluent, like sort of mean a millionaire, you entertainers know, ain't the issue we're talking about billionaire I, I feel offshore like, corporations I, with unprecedented power that make the carnegies and the Rockefellers look like sort of quaint little guys with jacks
0: and dimes you know, but i feel my guess is that you live a very nice life and my opinion of that is you should you're talented you worked your way up and but you can't like enjoy it without having some i think inappropriate guilt or, like, it shouldn't be this way. It's, the world is only what it is. We're always trying to better it, but there's, you know, just enjoy. And though you shouldn't trade places with someone who's, like, not doing well, we should lift that person up. That doesn't mean we have to, like, uh, put ourselves down, lift, lift up the people who need lifting. I agree with this entirely. Oh, good. I'm in absolute (laughs) agreement there. Even the part where you're making yourself crazy for no reason. Maybe really?
1: I'm open to that. Uh, I'm open to that. I'm open to the fact that something. Can I
0: absolve you of that? Oh, God! Please, please. There's no reason. It's okay. Am I doing all right? Absolutely. And your life hasn't been a picnic either. You've had some really trying times, and all that addiction and you know bad press. (laughs) The (laughs) addiction and bad press wasn't easy. I mean, just you know, but uh, you know, you how. Do you know? 47. 47. Per, you're like right. You're perfectly where you should be. I mean, and by the way, there's nothing you couldn't do in show business. I don't know. Oh God, what, I don't you, think mind, so. you must just not want you must not want to, but you like doing what you're doing. I mean, you're more, you're a crusader. You don't have yes. time to like get in spandex and do a <laughs> but you would be such an awesome, you know, you're perfect for like the Marvel universe. I mean, you could be the villain, you could be the Erudite man, you could be like something. I have a calling and,
1: yeah. I'm, I, you know, like we discussed and joked about, remember, it seems like an eternity ago when I was r- 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 rifling through my rucksack in search of the mini-moil that, the, <laughs> that you mentioned <laughs> that, that <laughs> I, like I am a seeker. And what, uh, when you uh, say something like we should lift people up, I feel that there is no chance of that happening with the kind of entrenched systemic interests right. that we have now because, yeah. it, as they say yeah. in the circles I move in, it's not a bug it's a feature there is a requirement for endemic prof- yeah, poverty there no. is a requirement for a, a, an abandoned and suffering class of people there is a requirement to distract us with conversations that whilst I, important I, I, will not I, alter the trajectory I, of ordinary I, people's lives and you know what i agree I, with I, I all that i can't help it I, like, I wish i could <laughs> like, i mean i don't mean i can't help the situation I, i'm sure i can make some small contribution what i mean to say is that this appears to be the most organic expression of the drive that i've always felt i mean you know you became like a you're a, ultimately with two stand-up comedians that have had breaks in various ways and for me the stand-up comedy it seemed like oh my god this is the purest form i can just get up there and i can say whatever i want and like you i'm sure i did it for nothing in clubs for a long long time open mic spots unpaid gigs i did it i did it i got bottled on stage i got dragged off stage I, I had
0: tough tough times and i'm so glad isn't it great that it's, that it's over the t- so great <laughs> when, people, when people ask me you know say how do you do it stand up i always Tell them if you really want to know the truth, you know you you have this idea. There's so much pain, sad clowns. Where said there is a to- a shitload of pain, but it's all like in the first few years. Mm-hmm. Then there's things that are not perfect, but it's that beginning where you're learning to be funny in front of people when you're not funny. I mean, yeah. you you probably were a hit right away because you just have a natural a gift of the gab. That and I mean the fact that you don't like. Um, I mean, I would love to see you live, and you don't—you don't play in America, do you? Yeah, yeah, I
1: did a show. I, I do. I, I've not been here for a while, but like, I do do—I do live gigs. I'm not like a, when I talk to a Rogan, he says like, you know, you you should like—it's a duty to do the clubs and stuff. <laughs> and and like but like like, like stanhope says you know like i worked hard (laughs) to get that audience and now i'm gonna play to them i'm gonna play to the people that love me that come to see me because they want to hear what i've got to say rather than that 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 agony of persuading
0: these fuckers that's so funny i mean i i have the highest regard for joe rogan i really do um i wish i could do his show more i did it last year yeah no i watched but um That is such a Joe Rogan thing to say about, like, he has that, he's that kind of comic. I've known that comic since I started. There's a kind of comic who's like, it's almost like we're in the army, (laughs) the army of comics. And and they're just very, uh, you know, they're just very, and I get it. I mean, I love comedy too. I I just don't have that, like, you know, um, you know, you gotta, when I started, there was a lot of rules. Uh Like, um, well, you gotta have six clean tonight show shots before you moved to california you know we had this like template wow yeah and then yes yeah, so you get clean so that's like 30 minutes of very clean material so you can do it on the tonight show and then you'll get a sitcom mm. you know that was the thing we all wanted to be in a sitcom
1: yeah that was the pathway that was the route for the, the for the elite achieving comic I, I like I sometimes feel guilty again that I don't do that like I'm like yeah get out there and do them clubs suffer a little bit go out there and win them over and get make sure that you're opening five is good and it's dutiful like because I <laughs> like I love like you know, like, uh, like I feel like Bill Burr he would play anywhere and he'd make it work and Louis would play anywhere like sure. make it make it work you know like I a Chappelle like you know I a, a Adore uh, those, you know, contemporary American comics at the top. Rock all of them, guys. Um, and uh, but I suppose where like for me, and I'd, I'd love to hear more about like your contemporaries and how you came up and stuff. I feel like um, you know, like, the, like for me, there's been a there's a, there's shamanism in stand up comedy. There's a real ability to cr- create beautiful feeling in that room to explode stuff, to explore incredible ideas. And I sort of, when I I've had like, you know, the reason I did movies and all that stuff is because it's just hard not to. If people offer you those things, you feel like, oh my god, I've got to do it. But for me, it's a a world away from what I actually want to do. You're very lucky to have, uh, lucky and of course uh, diligent and fastidious to have carved out for yourself this position where you can operate in what seems to me to be your perfect environment. You know, that's amazing and it doesn't happen for very many comics and of course there are reasons I
0: mean mean, HBO has been a great place I mean we survived for a while on ABC for six years even but like HBO really gets me and I do well for them you know so it's like that rare marriage where and they're genuinely nice people you know they're like people you could deal with they're not they're not yeah I mean they they caught it they sort of for a long time, had it to themselves, this mode of operation, which was to hire people to do shows and then completely leave them alone and be like, we trust you. Just Mm. do your thing. And we don't interfere a lot. And for a long time, they had that to themselves. Other networks were too stupid to do that. They wanted their network executives to always make notes and just too much meddling. And finally, the other ones got the hint that the real talent is always going to migrate to the place where they can be free. Mm. and and HBO has had some uh, bombs because they let the, somebody they trusted we don't all hit a, a thousand you know we don't all get it and that's okay that's what art is It's sometimes it's failing and when it's failing it's thank god only failing for 13 weeks.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah, I had my shot at that. I had did a show on FX where they gave me probably a little too much freedom, you know, like and I I, I misused it and misspent it.
0: <laughs> like a little too overboard, well, my But that's their loss. Really. And so where you should be on American TV every night. Well, with the show I have now, I
1: did this deal with Rumble, well, I did you don't five need shows t- exactly. it's amazing. TV. TV's like TVs, like kids don't even have TVs. No, it's, yeah, it's an old medium. Moving towards obsolescence, presumably, other than in some like particular, some manageable spaces, I would would assume. And the, the, what I have now, doing a show five days a week, streaming live, uncensored, tackling the right. idea of appealing to an audience that so I know are ultimately more open to sort of right wing politics, but doing my best to, uh, convey ideas beyond that, that ultimately... So I re- this
0: what is Rumble now? I'm, so, Rumble's I'm like some a, media um, stupid... It's, a, uh, it's a, essentially a competitor
1: to YouTube, which has made its raison d'etre non-censorship that has been taken up initially by a lot of right... Uh, like you'd have to say, right-wing uh, voices, uh, but is doesn't have any skin in the game with regard to like well, the kind of content that is put out, except for that you continue to own your content and you know you can say what you want. You can talk about what you want. And like for me, like freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of speech to right. sort of condemn and criticize people. It means freedom of speech no, to and- attack establishment and look for ways to bring people together. I'm interested in, I suppose, a re-emergent populism. And I feel that like this, like a left-wing populism, as it was initially intended to be, it was assumed there will be an accompaniment to the trade union movement a true populare, the empowerment of people, as much democracy as possible, as much control over community right. as possible, a real ability to confront establishment power and even state power, the, the two the, the, the two heads of the hydra being a, an overempowered state and an over-empowered corporate world. And now that we have those things essentially combined it's in absolute symbiosis, you know, there is... So an, is,
0: this, is this Dave, the Dave Rubin?
1: Dave Rubin's on there, yeah, I know Dave's been on. It's not his company though, right? But it is They've owned, I believe, Locals, which is the sort of membership okay. aspect of Rumble, which yeah, is essentially been, like YouTube.
0: He's been here. I love love I love him. Yeah, he's a great guy. And yeah, and we don't agree politically. No. But I, but we laugh about it. It's 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 yeah. And the here's the problem with where we are media wise as it especially free speech, you know, as comics, we adore free speech. I it's it's my lifeblood. I couldn't be yeah. I'm so grateful to the people who came before me who were martyrs for free speech in a way. I mean, Lenny Bruce had nine trials, I think. You know, trials, actual trials.
1: (laughs) Not like, oh my trials. No, I mean we're actually
0: putting you on trial. But so free speech, I mean, when I was younger, I mean, there was no doubt in my mind who the champions of free speech were and and also the threat. And the threat was all on the right, and the champions were on the left. And that's not how I feel now. So when people say like, oh, why are you harder on the left? Well, that's one of the big reasons, because I certainly appreciate the threat of free speech from the right. I mean, Trump said if anyone took him seriously, like if he was a normal president where you didn't just hear something crazy again today and then write it off. People would have been very alarmed because he would say things like, you know, the media is the enemy of the people. I mean, this is like Hitler talk, you know, and uh, maybe we should look into The New York Times or MSN. Maybe they should lose their light, you know, just stuff that's really threatening. So I get it. There is threat on the right. But the left is much more in my face, much more constant, much more a daily problem. Just you just they just want to catch you and find people that go canceling. There's just a, a mean girl attitude to it, and it just squatches, and puts fear in people, so people don't speak their mind. When, when people are making cringy apologies, I always want to say, you know what, maybe the woke people should apologize to me and people like me for all the things they robbed us of never hearing, jokes that were never told because someone was just too scared to say something, you know, letters, emails, things that were never written, Thoughts that were never expressed because it was just easier to go along. So, when I hear about a free speech platform, yeah. unfortunately, now that to a lot of people, and including me, my antenna goes up. Like, is this actually a right wing platform? Because, because the right—it's funny—because the right actually, I think, wants this kind of free speech. That's what, like, like I know a lot of doctors who. Uh, were reasonable people who should have been heard on yeah. COVID. Yeah. But MSNBC wouldn't put them on. Oh, um, we should have brought that up today. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. I,
1: I was moving into it. I was going to do So the only I had place they list. could go
0: was Fox News. So then they get branded a conservative because they're on Fox News, and they're saying, I'm not. They're just the only ones who would put me on. There were v- people that invented vaccines that were being called anti-vaxxers. Right. The whole right. thing
1: became, it became
0: hysterical. But I mean, that's the problem with... So, like, when I hear about this... I'm like, is it really a bunch of just right wingers or is it really free speech? So tell me.
1: Well, I believe that those categories. Because you're starting certainly not to, just
0: a right winger.
1: No, I'm not. I mean, like, this is how I approach this. Like, people should be able to believe politically what they want to believe. It, it, it seems to me that if you're on the libertarian right, that you would believe in people's right for freedom of expression, right on the, what is currently regarded as the far left. Whether, you know, if you want to be right. left alone, you should be left alone to be who you want to be. And in fact, some kind of truce around traditionalism and progressivism seems to be the, the a necessary one at this point. Look, you be as progressive as you want to be, you be as traditional as you want to be, right. just leave each other alone. We're going to kill each other over this right. stuff. We've got bigger <laughs> fish to fry. Right. A, you know, and so the way that Rumble is regarded, and I spoke to Rogan about this, is you know it's being portrayed as a right-wing space. And there's no doubt that, that there have been right-wing contributors that have co- con- that have accelerated it's a sent as a platform, but the reason I'm there, I've got no interest in condemning people or criticizing people because of their lifestyle right. choices, because of their culture. I believe, I do believe in freedom. I do believe in freedom, right. but I feel that you cannot have that freedom without an open dialogue and an open discourse around all of these subjects, and the ability to make mistakes and the ability to be wrong and to resolve these issues collegially and collectively with in good faith, not be looking for ways to, to find easy sort of to, to tag it back to Trump or to tag it to this and to me and it'd like to there has to be a, some good faith arguments Bill I need a pee quite bad um, and, I know, and I'm younger than you
0: I gotta we have to wrap this up I could talk to you all night is, that, is, is this a wrap up shuffle yeah, there yeah yeah but um, oh, <laughs> I sh- I, oh I'm <laughs> gonna, shall I shuffle no no wait I just can I just Oh, you shuffling <laughs> to say something shuffle <laughs> back What's going to <laughs> what, what were you just talking about? Yeah, uh, you were like
1: quite high because my whole life smokes a cigar. I'm but completely what, in the idea. same mood was when I was on HBO. Just, <laughs>
0: what were you just saying? It was some, uh, I was saying that we need to... Uh, we've
1: got bigger fish to fry and, uh, then we'll, and we have to have a truce between uh, traditionalism gonna, and progressivism. You get the idea. It's the same stuff I'm always saying. Forget. Are I'm, you going to let me do a pee? Because I'm actually in some yeah, distress. But, it doesn't yeah. take me
0: long. Right. No, let's just... This was like... Uh, We're going to wrap it up on the pig. I think so, because like I worked all day, you yeah. worked all day. I don't want to... I feel like I'm taking advantage of you. <laughs> but oh, I know what I was going to say. Uh, you know, I admire you for, for so much because you're so passionate about these things. But I just... Because I just mentioned Lenny Bruce, so I'm going to say that that's a sign from the universe. And by the way, Dave Rubin's always trying to convince me about the universe, which I find amusing. But... Um, I'm going to pre- pretend there's such a thing as the universe <laughs> me messages and say that, uh, Lenny Bruce, you know, he forgot to like be an entertainer because yeah. he was so passionate. Right. I don't want that to happen to you. I don't okay. think it will. It never has. You proved that like, not just here, but on real time today, it was just like, you know, you bring it, man. And just uh, that's you know I don't know why I'm <laughs> anointing myself as the person to give you advice you probably Thank don't you. need. No, but, I, I, do but I want please, it. Please, you're just such a great entertainer. Please don't like just you know I know the uh, the world is falling apart and it's certainly mostly your fault. <laughs> 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 but you know that old saying, don't pity the martyr; he likes his job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
1: We had a laugh, didn't we?
0: Oh, I'm gonna do it, Wiggs. I am quite desperate. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm rush so ahead because I bet I'm you so need to so pee sorry. as well. No, I'm so sorry. Oh, God.